You're listening to Flawless Noises, Media Network Production. Segway Jones, welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. We are back after taking Mother's um, Week off, Mother's Day week off, which I feel like we deserve. Well, let me correct that. I feel like our boss lady Candace deserve <laughs> because uh, honestly, we take most major holidays off, but especially Mother's Day, I feel like our boss lady, our sister, and our icon, our best friend that is best friends with Missy, which I feel like y'all should be honored that y'all listening because the rest of y'all can't brag like that, but we can. Um, we feel like Candace deserved a day off. So when my friend texted me like, you know what, friend, I want to take this week off. I was like, listen, the nigga in me is not going to refuse a day off. So <laughs> we took last week off, but we are back and we ready to be trash. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKA because I've been talking long enough. Let me br- introduce my friend. Hello, everybody. It's Candace, aka Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. Uh, yeah, welcome back. We took last week off. We hope you enjoyed that special selection from Ratchet Reloaded, which is available exclusively on the Patreon. Uh, you got like a two for one. You got that. You got a chance to hear Tia. Um, yet again, if you are not subscribed, but you should subscribe. It's a good five dollars you're gonna get your laughs you're gonna have access to the other shows and all of that so yeah welcome back um i don't have any network announcements uh no leave us uh, ratings and reviews please thank you so much absolutely uh what else has been going on oh my god i want to talk about it on retro loaded but i'm gonna say here too hey mo Really? Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> nigga what would you think? <laughs> what the fuck would you do, Mo? Nigga, it's a goddamn pandemic. What the fuck? Oh my god. It's not Listen. the time for you to be acting like a nigga that says CDs on his call. What the fuck is you doing? <laughs> Listen. Oh, you deserve to go to jail. <laughs> I'm sorry. You deserve to go to jail. Word. Word. Yeah. Oh, go on and drag him for a quick minute, friend, and get your your trash juices flowing. Go because taking, taking a loan for pandemic-related purposes and using it to buy jewelry, one of the comments on our Instagram or even I think Facebook was like, and where the fuck was you going in million dollars worth of jewelry? <laughs> what the fuck is you finna do? Was nothing open when you did that? Hey, that nigga just finna post on his Instagram stories posing like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nigga ain't nowhere to goddamn go. Who the fuck you gonna be starting on, boy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> 
Nigga, it's called social distancing, not social flaw. So what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I just did Mo look like it. I mean, if you look at the nigga, he looked like a type. He looked like the type of nigga that would do some shit like this. I mean, I mean, when you look at the material. When you look at the material, you can't help I but just, notice. This is the type of nigga Carly deserve. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> because what businesses do you have that you was able to get a business loan? And it's also a loan, nigga. You got to pay it back. This ain't no pandemic grant. <laughs> and just because you got grant. to pay it back don't mean you can, you can fraudulently obtain it. Well, I mean, speaking of fraud, I mean, we have been calling that nigga a drug dealer since his he inception. Is a fraud. On the show, yeah, so. he's got some shit with him because that was stupid, yeah. and that's a that's a felony. These are federal loans too. This ain't like no loan from from your bank. Yeah, this I mean, is federal you, money. When you look at him, I mean, he just screams feather. So, well, I hope you go to jail because you got an affinity for prostitutes. So it wasn't like you needed all that jury yeah, I, for your prostitutes. Mm, mm. Mm. <coughs> Prostitutes in prison. Just saying. Listen. We named that the show title for reason. It, it didn't come. We didn't pull it out our ass. <laughs> so um, we had to double up and watch seven shows. God damn, I feel like I was watching. Let me TV tell you something. We be working. <laughs> We be we be getting it for real, and it's gonna be a lengthy episode, but one I think you enjoy because we have some jokes. Um, Married to Medicine LA premiered, and it was messier than I thought it was gonna be. But this speaks to what we said for last year for the pilot season that it takes a good season for them to get good and messy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, because there wasn't as much mess in these first episodes these first two episodes all last season yeah and last season like, wasn't bad don't get it, it twisted it yeah, wasn't bad it wasn't bad it the the bulk of the drama was you know the whole jasmine imani thing but these yeah. first two episodes they came out the box swinging and based on the previews it's gonna be more stuff going on so i enjoyed that um but before we go there we're gonna hop over to ti and tiny the friends and family hustle and this was episodes three and four episode three was called reset and recharge or some shit like that i think um Mm -hmm. and this i i got notes but they really quick um first things first good luck to zanique i i've listened to her previous uh like eps and mixtapes and stuff like that i really love her voice i like her music i like her look and i hope she can win in the industry um but I need I need Tiny to find something to do besides try to control that girl's career. And yeah. what upset me about this episode was T.I. had good points in a couple instances. One being that she is constantly trying to turn Zanique into herself. Your yes. time is gone, baby girl. Yes. You, you cannot found- live through Zanique. First of all, Tiny, you can't live through her because she has her real eyes. And because you no longer look that good. That part. Um, also, you've had your fame. You've had your glory. 
it being cut short, sorry to hear that, but it's not her job to give you the career you wished you had fully had. Did y'all just win an award? Yeah. Like trying to control her every move and single, like she's an adult now. You're a great songwriter. Yes, you have a good ear for music, but in the grand scheme of things, you are a 40 plus year old woman who's kind of out of touch with everything that's going on now. And so she has to move in the best interest of her career and what her fan base wants. And you are not her targeted audience. And T.I. said it best. You know, T.I. called it out. And you need to do that. I also agree with T.I. about the direction her career is going in and that she can she needs to showcase more than her turn up side. Like if you want to be taken seriously in the industry and have longevity, you've got to be able to be multi-directional in your music. You can't just be the turn up queen. You just can't be the breakup queen. You can't just be the sex queen. You you got to give us some substance in every direction if you want longevity. Cause we know a lot of one hit wonders. We know a lot of people who have had great albums and then when the sophomore curse hit, we don't never hear from them again. A great example of that would be Bryson Tiller. That first album was fire. Mad hit singles off of it. That second album was trash. And we hear him on a feature here and there, but we're not getting any real um, consistent music from Bryson Tiller at this point. Listen, you have to talk to Bianca about Bryson Tiller because <laughs> that is the 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 and the the antichrist as far as Bianca's concerned. But I feel like I feel like Tiny could write good songs for Zanique if she just relaxed on trying to like be her manager. Like you can't be her yeah. mom and her manager at the same time. You can you write for her. Pick the, yeah, pick the position you want to play in her career. If you want to write right. for her, write with her, cool. But as again, still the direction she wants to go is on her. And even like T.I. was saying, like he's giving her songs he would like to hear her write on and sing to, but she allows Tiny to redirect her and if anybody has an ear for music at this point, it's got to be him because he has the more, and don't get me wrong, Escape had a great career, but T.I. actually has the longevity at this point. So I feel, he, like, it, I feel like that's kind of like, it's not Tiny's fault because, stay with me, friend. I feel like with rappers, it's easier to be to keep longevity as opposed to r&b because a nigga can put out a mixtape like every year and still and people will still listen to it with r&b it kind of comes in seasons you know what i mean like when the vibe is right you know as the young folks say when the vibe is right it's there but when the vibes ain't there you know r&b singers kind of chill as opposed to rap hell niggas will put out a mixtape shit one day and then a, a week later Hell, they have another project coming. Hell, look at Nevadius. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's easier for rappers to keep longevity than R&B singers. Yeah. Um, and I just think the industry was different back when Escape was at the top of their game. But it, like we said, that's that don't have anything to do with Zanique. She has a right yeah. to forge her own path musically and find her own voice and tiny needs to step aside they have yeah. mad kids that's not adults yet let her be grown 
Yeah, I feel Go like you say that kind of all their kids. Like, let y'all kids be kids and let focus them on them non-grown children because they need it the most. That, Especially mm. Major. Mm-mm. I was waiting for us to get here. Okay. Mm. Um, and then they said something else. Damani is on tour, so it's like these kids are musically gifted. Yeah, it's not just Zanique. You know, uh, Messiah yeah. is musically gifted. Uh, King, uh, Damani, um, the the oldest, the second oldest daughter, Deja. I don't know what she's doing. I know she just graduated high school. I don't know if she's starting college or. Uh, but she she strikes me she as she likes modeling. Yeah, I feel um, like Deja is just like, look, I have my head on my shoulders. I'm not comfortable. Deja is like, look, I'm pretty. I'm finna get this Instagram bag. Right. So it's not like <laughs> one thing I can say is Ti has a lot of problematic views and ways, but I I've said it before. I do appreciate the way that he opens doors for his kids so that they don't have to struggle and scrape and scrimp to get yeah. into these positions. Um, with I that BS, that we had to. Oh, go ahead, my bad. We had to struggle, and they should too. I'm glad he doesn't. That's the one mentality. I'm glad he does not have. Yes, yes. I just pray that his kids don't adopt his problematic views. That's all I pray. Um, they probably will because we tend to adopt our yeah. our parents' problematic views and beliefs until we get old enough to unlearn. However, it seems like Messiah doesn't have them, and he has his head on good. So. I mean, you never know. It's always a 50-50. Some kids yeah. do the exact opposite of their parents, and some follow right in their footsteps. Yeah. Um, it's like a Targaryen. So, you don't know if they're going to be sane or crazy. Yeah. Um, or d and D's writing, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, <laughs> T.I. starting a podcast, but not doing the work to get it going, and basically leaving it to his team. That's kind of lazy and a slap in the face to smaller podcast creatives who really take the time and do the work. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell that you really one thing. rubbed me the wrong way. Yes. The thing about podcasting it and I've work. seen, I've seen the change. Um, it's a lot of work. And now you got these big names who want to tap into something that they really don't need to tap into because let's be honest. T.I. don't need no podcast to have his voice heard. Right? Like, nigga, you speak and it's on TMZ the next day. You don't need an extra lane to have your voice. And and if you don't have the lane, you need to give it the same amount of work and effort that you give your music career because this shit is a lot of work. Ask me how I know. uh, Hello? (laughs) Listen. Ask me how I know. We don't get to just grab no team of people and tell them to put together a podcast and we just gonna record it. Nigga, I've been doing this shit five years. It is Five going on six years almost. It is work. If you gonna do it, do it. If you're gonna fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Put in the Thank time you. and the effort because it's and that's the name of his podcast, expeditiously. And the shit was stupid. The thing about podcast, let me say this. Go ahead, friend. If you don't really focus central in and and pinpoint your audience and what you want to discuss. People will not listen to this shit. And we'll it sounds it like his his podcast is a cataclysm of misogyny and bullshit. It's yeah. not, it's not, it doesn't have an exact focal point. And the, here's the thing, here's the thing. Misogyny and bullshit is what niggas gravitate to. But if you don't, unfortunately, but if you don't put in the work, 
and just go off the name of like UTI and niggas gonna listen to me, this shit gonna be trash. Cause niggas gonna listen to you anyway, unfortunately, because UTI. Which again, another slap in the face because you didn't create anything. You didn't come up with the content. A whole team of people did it. And now you get this big podcasting opportunity. And I have a problem with podcast um, networks like Podcast One because they only tap into famous potential when it's very when it's small but extremely great podcast giving you amazing content doing the work and all it takes is being a celebrity to get the shot that a lot of us wish for yeah and it's also a slap in the face of his team like do you can you like listen let me tell you something as someone who podcasts and has been doing it for a length of time do you realize it is work trying to get to get to get together content and that's just doing it by yourself imagine you're doing it with other people it is hard for y'all to get content together make a format make it make it pretty make it shine make it like eddie kane make it sign like it is work to get that shit done and the fact that ti has a team and is wealthy enough to have a team to do that for him and he half asked it not only is it a slap to face the smaller podcast it's also a slap in the face to his team because let me tell you something let, let me speak for me. If I'm working for you and I'm putting in 110% of my efforts to you and you giving less than 10%, boy, I'll fight you. <laughs> I will fight you in the street. <laughs> Pandemic be damned. You're going to get these pan hands. I'll tell you what. That's just mm-hmm. me, though. Mm, yeah. Find another ce- famous celeb or somebody with some notoriety that's paying well that will appreciate my work and when I fuck around, I fuck around expeditiously, and they will too. Because you're not finna have me out here sweating and, and goddamn like I'm in a, this is gonna be problematic, but y'all love me. Y'all, y'all not, you're not finna have me in a goddamn Chinese sweatshop working my ass off and then you not um, appreciate what the fuck I'm doing. Fuck mm-hmm. you too, Jeff Bezos. I tell you that. Yeah. Um, something, again, like I said, you can never really give T.I. too much because then he go and do dumb shit, like telling his toddler Santa and the Easter Bunny aren't real. I don't like when parents do that just because as kids get older, they figure it out. Yeah. And there's no, there's no reason for you to be jealous of mythical creatures. <laughs> you go, no, I'm buying these motherfucking gifts, not no Santa Claus. What the fuck do it matter? They don't care who bought them as long as they got them. What Will be saying, listen, Will, listen, let me tell you something. I love Will. I love his addition on Crown of Collars. But for, the one thing I love about Will is his drags, even though they be shaped, but they be drags. And Will always see, say, leave your goddamn, leave them kids alone. Let your kids be kids. We, we all know they mythical creatures. We all know it's kind of bullshit. But your kids don't need to be Malcolm X at the age of goddamn six. Let them kids Thing be kids. Is, your kids gonna have the rest of their whole fucking life to know that you that you foot the bill for every fucking thing. Okay. Like way beyond graduating high school into college and shit like that. Your kids gonna know that you foot the bill for a lot of shit. So if up till age seven or eight they believe in the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, or whoever the fucking else, so fucking what? It's okay. So what? And even at that point, they've only believed in them for a few years because 
by between ages one, two, and three, the kids kids really don't fully understand Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny by about three and a half, four, five, six, seven, eight. Then they realize that by eight, they didn't about snapped out of the shit, and they just pretending because you keep pretending and shit like that. It ain't no big deal. It ain't nothing to ruin their parade about or have no big conversation about. Get a fucking life, right? Get a life. That's weirdo shit to me. I just be like, so what? So yeah. what if they believe a fat motherfucker hop down the chimney and bring gifts? Who cares? Right. Hell, I might be the fat motherfucker that hopped down that chimney. Well, I ain't gonna do that because I'm fat. But <laughs> the point being, hell, let them kids have joy. Shit. The world is trash. Let them kids be kids. Leave them. Listen, leave them kids alone. Please. You weirdos. Go yeah. ahead, friend. It's it's I was just like, yeah. You a dumb, dumb asshole, T.I., please. Like, can we have a break from him? Please. <laughs> not, not treating T.I. Like a, like a television intermission. <laughs> yeah, can we have a break from him? Because he does too much. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing that I agree with T.I. on was when his mama boyfriend came and was basically like, I'm thinking about proposing. And T.I. got right on his shit and was like, well, once you marry my mama, can you afford to take care of her? Because I'm not paying no bills for no grown ass man to lay up in no house I'm paying for. I and do. I said to myself, mm. absolutely. Mm. Because mm. people have a bad habit of just getting married. They don't think about what it takes to get married and stay married finances is one of them you ain't got no reason to be trying to lay up in that man mama house that he pay for if you gonna pay if you marry her she yours yeah you know what though you know what though when ti was talking about what's the man and is it is his name phil i forget what the name i forget what his name, name is. is it don't damn matter but you know what i thought of though when his when he was explaining i think it was on episode three it might have been four either one of them when he was explaining that his mama and that dude been on again, off again, I was like, it makes so much damn sense why he treats Tiny the way he do because he's seen it for 84 goddamn years. And not only that, um, when he was talking to his mama, she don't need to marry that man because when T.I. brought up him having kids, she liked them. His kids, they grown. Mm. That's not how any of that works. No, it's not. <laughs> and you should even see that with your own son since he and Tiny came into their relationship with kids from other relationships. Right. It don't work like that. One thing I can say about T.I. and Tiny is that they treat each other's kids from previous situations like they're theirs. Yeah. There's no, you cannot tell the difference between their kids and the kids they have together. Yeah, ain't no step. Ain't no, ain't no, he ain't step. no step. That's my, them my kids. So the fact that his mama talking about, well, they grown, so them his kids. No, they're not. They're still your stepchildren, and you still have to treat them as such. Yeah. So if now there might be a healthy that, boundary because they are grown, but yeah. the fact remains, you will still be their mama because mm -hmm. you married their daddy. And so, I was and like, as being as old as you are, you should understand that, Mama Clifford. Yeah, she don't need to marry that man because she ain't in it talking about I like the way he hang clothes up. Girl, your son <laughs> can get you a maid for that. that I like the way he laugh. wash dishes. Okay, so you need laugh. a housekeeper. Boom. He ain't got Which to your be son can with afford. Like, what the fuck? You ain't got to be bothered with that nigga for no housekeeping. Oh, right. he funny. He make me laugh. No, just tell your son that's some on and off again dick you like to get. Cause because he already figured nothing, it out. <laughs> 
Cause don't nothing about them say long term situation in love with each other. Friend, you know what they are? You know what they are? They are a walking and talking jagged edge song. Uh, <laughs> hey, you hate we, jagged edge, but you're not. Uh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. I don't hate jagged edge. I actually love jagged edge. I'm just honest about their music. Cause uh-huh. they definitely make situationship music. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I just be joking about them. I love them. They just I'm just honest about what the fuck they make. They make, you know, we've been texting for like six months. Let's go ahead and get married music. That's what they do. Yeah. They actually got a song about that. So Yeah, yeah. Art imitating life. Cause that one nigga that's in that group that mm. mm. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Uh so I really don't like Tommy and I've tried. I've tried. I, I've tried to like him, but I just do not care for him. Um, he's struggling too hard internally between remaining a toxic nigga and being a healthy and a present and accounted for husband and father. And if it takes all of that, Latoya needs to move on because yeah. first things first, I want to say, get that baby out y'all bed. And we saw this with Latoya and Toya. Get I understand it. Trust me. We had a spurt where London was sleeping with us. She wasn't feeling good. We wanted to keep an eye on her, make sure she wasn't having labored breathing and all that shit like this, currently in the pandemic. But before that, London has always slept in her own crib, her own bed, and now she's back in her own room in her own bed sleeping. Get, like, I don't know if y'all get this or not, but them kids, them cheering gonna be there in the morning when you go get them out their crib. <laughs> like, they not gonna get up in the middle of the night and just and hop out the crib and move out if if they don't, if they gotta sleep in their room. Yeah, I say... <laughs> get them friend, kids out friend. your damn bed. Hold on, Hold on wait, Candace, don't, don't hate me for this, but I got a joke. <laughs> if London was still sleeping with y'all, wouldn't be no goddamn real life special on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Make I go listen stop. to this and say, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> nah, he gonna agree. I mean, we did agree, you know, when Latoya was talking about getting the baby out the bed, being back, being able to adult and have intimacy, not just sex, but intimacy. Yeah. You know, when you put the kid down and all that kind of stuff, you can't do that if you are keeping your baby and toddler in the same room with you, in the same yeah. bed as you. There needs to be boundaries and space even with kids so that you can have time to focus on each other. Um, but I don't like him. And yeah, I then they... Like, um, I tried to. I agree with you. I tried to. And I sympathize with him losing his mama. But it's just like, I don't... You know what it is? He's not I'm just, the... I'm going to be honest. And forgive me for being insensitive, but I don't think I am because I feel like in the last six months, I've suffered enough loss to know that whew. losing... One, we've lost a parent and lost a friend, lost a business partner. You don't get to be an unbearable dickhead because you lose a parent. Agreed. And you did not just start becoming an unbearable dickhead when you lost that parent. That's that behavior part. is yeah. now exacerbated by that loss. But the way he is behaving with his wife, that is behavior that was 
there before his mama died and I need Latoya to be honest about it. His yeah. mama didn't die and he just woke up and started being an insufferable asshole. Yeah. He's been that and you can tell he's been that and I need her to be honest because you can't piss on my leg and call tell me it's raining lemonade. Absolutely. Like I I like whenever I watch like these couples on reality TV, I'm always um I don't want to say interested, but I'm always I'm always on high alert with how men talk to their significant others. Like I am first of all, I'm cognizant that we socialize men to be trash. Um and that we socialize men to be honestly sociopaths with the way we raise them. Um I have never been a person that just talked to my significant other any old kind of way. And I'm real cognizant of that. Like, I peep it in men. And it's just like, even if you write or you have a point, not saying that he, you know, usually is, but I'm just saying in general, the way you say something can matter way more than just what you what say. What it's actually saying. Yes. Yeah. And the way that and he talks to Toya, it just makes me uncomfortable. It, he, it, yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable because she booked that counseling appointment. And I do agree that she should have talked to him when she was booking it. He right. should have had a hand in deciding on who they would go to together for marriage counseling. But the way he, but the way said, he it, said it was so nasty. Almost yes. like she was a child or something. Yeah. Like you don't have to talk to your significant other like they're your child because they're not. They are a whole human, adult human being just like you are. And you can have, you, you can, you can quote unquote check your partner without belittling them. And I think that's what it is for me with him. Like I don't like it. Like you can talk to your significant other in a way that is not talking to them like they are somebody foreign and you have to be like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Bitch, this is not rush hour. This is you and Latoya Luckett, which by the way, side note, every time I watch this show, I just be like, Latoya is so goddamn gorgeous. And I'm mad at myself for not acknowledging enough that Latoya Luckett is fucking gorgeous. But so the whole the old Desti- the original Destiny Child and DC three and so on and so forth, all them women is beautiful. They they were all really pretty. Um but I do think Latoya well I won't I won't say that because when she finally was able to have a solo career, um her first solo album out the gate was really amazing and it gave her a big resurgence this is back when she was with slim thug um so i like that but i just really do not care for him i love the two the counseling couple they picked i thought that was beautiful like i would sit and talk to them a husband and wife who are professional marriage counselors and they counsel together so that both parties feel like they have an ally in the situation to listen to them you know Um, that house woke as shit (laughs) yeah and then when they went to the session um the fact that she had to even say the things that she was saying and say it with a counselor, with counselors for him to listen and receive it. I was like, okay. I don't like him. I just, I um, don't like I him. feel like his, I'm, let me say this. I don't have any more passes for black men. I understand how we've all been socialized as black people and separately as men and women. I get it. We all have our unlearning to do but at some point you have to take control of your unlearning and you have to take control of 
getting a new healthier normal i don't have any passes for him because as soon as they they had that great counseling session as soon as they walked out he get on bullshit again absolutely listen let me tell you something (laughs) friend let me have the floor real quick (laughs) and i'm probably gonna be counsel for this but i mean what is what else is new half of y'all don't even like me but it's fine Especially after this week. I mean, every day, but especially after this week. When Twitter got mad at that one lady for saying that one tweet that was a joke, but also kind of true. Every day. And y'all know the tweet I'm talking about. Every day. (laughs) Fuck it. You know what, friend? Fuck it. Because I'm like almost drunk. Fuck it. When that girl said the police are not killing you niggas fast enough. And y'all got oh, mad. I remember that. And y'all got mad. Let me tell you something. I sympathize with that tweet more and more each day. Because let me tell you, some of you niggas, some of you niggas can go. And I'm being kind. Some of you niggas can absolutely go, especially after this week. But I agree with you, friend, that he got that amazing counseling, amazing couples counseling, and then went right back, right back to trash. And I was like, this is why you can't root for niggas. They pulled a... Um... Well, first, it's two things that got on my nerves. I believe that being a couple, just a couple, you ain't got to be married, whatever, just being a couple with another person does not mean that every aspect of each other's lives you need to be involved in. I believe couples should be allowed to have something for themselves that doesn't always involve their partner. Because yes, we should be allowed to have things we enjoy together and separately. I feel like careers, unless we are in the same career field, and even then there should be some separation of business and personal. We'll get to that when we get to marriage medicine. Let me tell you something. But go ahead. There was no reason for Tommy to be in that business meeting with Latoya being as vocal as he was for when he complains as much as he does about her career and her obligations and her being busy you need not be there it's okay for her to have that to herself she was a superstar long before you she you existed we knew who she she was was before we knew who you was absolutely and we only know who you was because you are with she's with you and this show. She, is a, she has been a superstar in her own right since she was a teenager. Yes. You needn't try to have a hand in her career. She has seen the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the inside and the out. Go take your ass to your a personal counselor and get the therapy you need to straighten out your issues because you, know you are a fucking child, Okay. <laughs> Because when they rolled that bean footage back like Andy when she was going to the airport and he talking about I ain't signed up for that type of counseling. Yes, you did. You used it as a spade to try to guilt trip her when she had other obligations. You are not slick. It was we need to do counseling. You ain't we need to do this and see you so busy. You not focused on it and you don't want to do it yet. Yet. Here we are in this episode, and now all of a sudden you didn't sign up for that. You didn't say you wanted to do that. Yes, the fuck you did when you thought you was guilt tripping her. You absolutely signed up for it. You are a fucking clown and a kid. 
get the fuck out of here. It was all counseling this when you was trying to guilt trip her when she was going overseas to work. Now you ain't signed up for no counseling. Get them. Get the fuck out of here. You are, you need personal counseling really bad. You, you got really more need to figure old, your, You need to figure your issues out because you're going to lose your wife. Because you yes. really took this indignant defensive attitude with her for absolutely no reason and yeah. allowed her to walk into the airport without so much as wishing her a safe flight, hugging yeah. her, giving her an actual kiss, helping her get her bags out the car. You acted like a, like a little hoe. You look, you acted like a little bitch, my nigga. That's problematic, but fuck it. Bitch can be unisex. <laughs> and we, we, think, we talk about that all the time yes. and that's the, the, the characteristics of a bitch ass nigga or a bitch ass bitch it could be very unisex yes and you acting oh. like a bitch ass nigga right now and I don't like it I do yeah, not I like it yeah I didn't like Toya I deserves like better god damn it Latoya my bad yeah um and this the last and then we about to move on um I I'm very happy to see Toya Wright in a healthy relationship with a healthy man. Yes. Look at the differences between the way she and Red do do things and the way Latoya and Tommy or T.I. and Tiny do stuff. Yes. You could look at the differences. They right there on the screen. You could tell what a difference a man You can look at the material. Yeah, you could tell what what it looks like when a man gets a grip on his mental health for himself yeah, and, and in his general, masculinity. Because I don't sense toxic masculinity from Red. I don't, and and in my in my in my opinion, um, men and women have toxic things that they will never completely unlearn. But at least they know when it's a time and a place for them, when they've done a lot of unlearning. Like, there's toxic shit that we say in the group chat all the time, but we would never say Hell, it on, on this here. show, to be honest. <laughs> like, and I, we might be assholes on here, but I don't think we truly toxic and a little racist. Nah. Yeah, well, we, we, we are be, definitely. We can't be racist because we don't hold the power to we keep prejudiced. somebody else. That's that. what we we could be a little prejudiced. bit prejudiced, but prejudice yes. based on experiences. Let's say yeah. that. I will um, say though, I will say though, I will say though, when we get to married to medicine LA, we're gonna tuck our prejudice in because heavenly bitch. But anyway, go ahead, friend. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like Red for Latoya, and I'm glad that Latoya and her father had a chance to straighten out their issues. Um, but that man got so many kids, he don't know who all they are. And this is very problematic, but also funny. Um, because when she was like, what's the twins' names? And he was like, I got twins? And I was like... <laughs> um, I, you know and, what? I saw that. I was like, Nevadius might have made his match. And lastly, um, I just want to say to Toya and her family um, that we send you love and light and finally getting the justice that is so very well deserved um, for your brothers. Yes. Um, as she explained the situation, their murder was beyond senseless. 
and we lost three black lives in that situation and kids lost their fathers and mothers lost their sons and dads lost their sons and sisters and brothers lost their siblings and nieces and nephews lost their they uncles and shit like that it was so stupid it was so stupid black people black men especially think 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 yeah, we hate senseless violence think because you stand to lose a lot Two men are dead and you will never see the light of day again. A double life sentence. Over 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 a little argument when they was coming to buy weed from you. Yeah. You know what friend He went out on. his way to go kill them. That's the part that's getting to me as she told the story. They were leaving, they were getting in a car. He came outside and killed them. Yeah. Just raggedy, but we're glad that your family got justice. It's deserved. Um, I I look forward to the episode where where Red proposes to Toya. Um, if that's gonna be a nigger ass time, and I'm here for it. But I I like him. I like them together. Um, it looks like in the next episode, she says that she's ready to discuss marriage, and she was thinking about pulling the Chrissy and proposing to Red, but. Newsflash, baby girl, he one step ahead of your ass already. So made a best proposal win. <laughs> Not made a best proposal. <laughs> <laughs> made a that best was, recession be turned. Listen, that was it. That was it for um Ti and Tiny. I will say though, if y'all having a lit recession, please invite me. Thank you so much. Um, I have not been upset at Ti and Tiny. It hasn't been like the. What's the word I'm looking for? It hasn't been drama for you. It, it hasn't been the fabricated drama we used to getting on some of our shows. But the drama is there, and we still have more drama left to go. We have yet to see what goes on with Monica and this divorce. We have the whole Virgin Gate uh, situation that we still have not seen yet that is part of the season. Um, so yeah, they're probably saving that for last, to be honest. So, yeah, some drama still left to go. And when they bring that episode up, T.I. will be getting dragged again. Again, worry not, and you're gonna get it again and again and again and again and again because that was weird, nigga. Marshawn Lynch on that ass. Correct. Um, let's, I want to get on over to growing up hip hop because. <sighs> Can I say this? I'm really disappointed that they don't let the girls fight like they used to. And I get it. I do. But at the I same don't, time... I, I don't. I don't. Don't try to... I don't. <laughs> this shit ain't classy. This shit ratchet. This shit ratchet. I, I want to see the I want to see the bullshit and mess. Let's get with it. And I'm tired of Angela and the Littles. Please, somebody please find Miss Angela... <laughs> Some new, some new dick, not some reused and recycled dick. Please, I'm so fucking tired of seeing her and Bow Wow fake act like they not messing around. And the thing that pisses me off about Angela is your baby's father, the nigga you was engaged to. May he rest in peace. That nigga was a drug dealer. Mm. It's well known that he was selling dope and he was a nigga in the streets. What is you trying to cover up your romances for? Your shit been busted wide open already. 
fucking like annoying. Open, like you busting open that pussy to Bow Wow. But, and Dame Dash, you're a fucking liar. Niggas don't go to child support if they go to jail for child support if they pay their child support. Keep <laughs> lying somebody else's face. Lying somebody else's fucking face. That's why you can't get your money back from goddamn uh, from Jay-Z. That's why you can't. You a bozo and a liar and you're not a good father talking about he haven't seen his son in six years. Then that means, but you shouldn't be on child support. If you ain't seen your son in six years, that means you ain't did shit for him in six years if you wasn't paying child support. How can you do for somebody you don't see? Yeah, the son that you do see, you treat him like shit. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck you talking about, dang. And the daughter. Let's not forget the adult daughter. Uh, yeah, and the daughter too. So, sir, you you don't have a good track record with parents. See, I think you need to shut the fuck up, Dan. I'm just saying. You don't have a good track record with parenting or transparency. You lie a fucking lot. Just like a nigga. And you volunteer lies that nobody even asked you, and you didn't went and you got then got that subservient, docile ass white woman that's carrying your baby and always sound like she's confused about every fucking thing, so she can't call you on nothing. Mm. She don't know shit about the streets. She don't know shit about the hood. She don't know shit about shit. This is her first baby, and she having it with your big dumb bozo ass. Yeah. She's not black, because let me tell you something. One thing a black woman would not do is allow children that's either hers by blood or stepchildren, she would not allow you to talk to your to the children the way that you do, dang. Yeah, that's that's one thing that lets me know that she is really nothing more than his yes man in the form of a woman. Because yep. I yes couldn't woman. be with nobody who treat their fucking kids like that. Absolutely not. So that's that. Egypt, get the fuck on and take Sam loser ass with you. I'm sick of you two motherfuckers <laughs> separately and together. First things first, <laughs> nobody cares about you and Sam other than the fact that Sam always inserting himself in shit that don't have nothing to do with him. Can we talk about how Lil Twitch dragged the fuck out of him? And leave us alone. And nobody is scared of Trap a little bitch. <laughs> I promise you only got that hit in on Brianna because you sucker punched her like you were supposed to. I will say that. Now, y'all might be shocked to hear this from me, but I am of the belief that when a motherfucker start taking off earrings, shoes, time pulling their hair up, you beat their ass right then and there on the spot. Keep your guard up. They, they trying to get ready, but you stayed ready and you beat them the fuck up. So in my opinion, what Egypt did is how anybody should move when somebody trying to bring it like Brianna bringing it. Because she would have had no no chance in hell otherwise had Brianna been able to get the first lick. Not only that, but Egypt was already ready. Brianna was getting ready. Listen, I got in a fight in high school one time and the girl was doing the exact same shit Brianna was doing. Bitch wanted to take her rings off. Bitch wanted to take her chain, her earrings off, take her jacket off. And I just I slugged the bitch right in the face. Bitch, yeah. I'm ready. I don't give a fuck about this jury. I'm ready. You got to get ready. We are not the same. You want to put your hair in a ponytail? You want to put the Vaseline on? This ain't Meanwhile, my hair already in a ponytail. This ain't <laughs> exactly. Because hair was already in a ponytail. Like, my thing is, she can't. Hold on, hold on, friend. Wait, 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 wait. Brianna, girl, you, I'm not even mad at the sucker punch, to be honest, because you saw Egypt walk in the door in sweatpants with her hair tied up and you, you, you said her. that she ready for smoke and then you still wasn't ready so honestly that sucker punch is on you 
You, I mean, you, it's, I, I wouldn't even call it a sucker punch. She was standing right in your face. Yeah, to be I was, honest, you know, uh, the real definition of a sucker punch is somebody hitting you and you didn't see it coming. She stood right in your face and punched you in it. Yeah. That wasn't no sucker punch. You just didn't think she had the balls and the temerity to do it. Because you were that's talking what you too need damn to, much. That's what to say. You feel like you have established yourself as a bully on this show and don't nobody want to smoke with you. So you never once believe that that girl will punch you in your shit especially after dealing with the scary ass simmons girls yeah and she did because even when they asked angela about the punch and shit this bitch acting like she dealing with uh pablo escobar i'm not saying nothing i ain't seen nothing don't know nothing can't think nothing don't believe nothing i don't speak english you speak spanish no i speak portuguese bitch you is super scary yeah no, but Abla, Brianna, you, you you thought you you thought Egypt was going to be scary, and you got knocked in your shit. So again, no, you did not get sucker punched. Just say that you really underestimated the fact that she would knock you in your shit. Yeah, and I'm and tired you wasn't of Egypt ready. to be honest. But I got to call a spade a spade. If you if you get up in my face, because Brianna got up in Egypt face first, yes, she, she stood did. up first. She told Egypt to do something first. Egypt told her absolutely was good. And so that's on you. you yeah. That's on you. Like you did all the talking. You play you tried to play like, your hand and she called you bluff. And that's yeah. on you, bitch. You, you got tried to jump face. with an ace and she came with the big joke and you couldn't take it. That's on you, not her. Now what I will say is, like you said, friend, little twist dragged the fuck out of Sam, and rightfully so, because yeah. This is my problem with Sam. Sam don't have the balls to perform the way he wants to with people. So he puts a battery in Egypt's back. Mm. That's my issue with Sam. Sam yes. is so violently afraid of being removed from Egypt's life if he was to cut up the way that she does with her own friends and family. So he puts the battery in her back to do it. Because... You standing there acting like you just punched Brianna in the face, all involved in women's bullshit. I agree with everybody. Like, fam, this between the ladies. Let them straighten that out. There is no reason for you, a grown-ass man, to be condoning your woman fighting and hitting another woman in the face when there was no leading up to it. There may have been some disagreements, but let's be honest. Egypt did that because she needed to prove a point. She didn't do it because she needed to. Brianna was never really going to hit her. But she had to exert her dominance and let the bully, the the classic show bully, know you can't bully me. I fight back. She had to. She had to let Brie know she wasn't a hoe. Yeah, she definitely did. But Sam being all up in it, jumping up and down, screaming, talking shit, nigga, sit down. Yeah, like you was finna fight, nigga. Like this is not like I agree with Twist. Like this is some bitch nigga shit. Like we like niggas don't niggas unless they pussy niggas don't jump in women's business. Like the and, the and the other thing is the shit had already been done. Matter of like, fact, you typically, typically the typically men that I've dated in the past, they don't even want their woman in a position to be fighting another anybody, let alone publicly. 
just because there's so many consequences to fighting that people don't talk about. I know it's cool to talk about knuck if you buck, run up, get done up and all that shit. But typically you stand to lose a lot when you fight somebody, either you harm them, kill them. They harm you, kill you. Y'all harm an innocent bystander. Y'all end up in jail, facing legal charges, whatever you stand to lose a lot when you fighting and don't have a real reason to you know, be fighting. Friend, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, I don't know if you saw that video, but it was, and of course it would be fucking Atlanta, but it was um a video going around on Twitter on uh, where it's two, like it was a group of girls fighting um here in Atlanta. Um, Actually, by the mall, that's by my job, to be honest. Was that, um, and, uh, was that that mama and daughter jumping Sierra daughter again? I... No, it's not, but I'm being No, funny. it's not used to it. <laughs> but uh, it was this fight between, like, three women. It was, like, two-on-one. And this dude jumped in and basically got his girl um, out of there. But he, like, did a flying kick like he was fucking Goku to break it up, <laughs> which was funny. But I was like, that would be me, except I wouldn't be, like, doing a flying kick or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, if my significant other is fighting, like you said, there is a bunch of consequences that come with that. I would try to get my significant other away from it, but I would not be trying to, like, hype it up or, like, almost like act like I'm about to fight somebody, especially not a woman. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what's saying I'm fucked up. Like, I'm not saying you wrong for, like, wanting to get your girl away from mess, but you are wrong in the way that you approached it. And you He wasn't even like trying to get her away from that mess. That's the thing. It wasn't like he was trying to get Egypt out of there. He was bragging about her punching Brianna in the face. Yeah. And my thing is, as I don't... If Mike and one of his best friends get into it, I'm not going to feel good about that. I'm not going to celebrate that. Even if they violated Mike, I'm still not going to feel good about that situation because it's painful to lose a friend, especially yes. one that you regarded very highly. Yes. So I'm going to feel because I'm going to be like, you know, is there any other way we can work through this or figure it out? If not, then I'm say, hey, okay, we'll just walk away from it. And keep it moving. But I'm not going to be encouraging all that rah-rah fight, starting wars and beefs. And that's just stupid. So now I want to get to the good shit. And Sam is stupid. And ugly. Um, <laughs> Romeo Percy Miller. You are dead fucking wrong. You and your daddy are dead fucking wrong. First things first, why are y'all on this show if y'all have no intentions on communicating or being social or being in connection with the rest of the cast? Why are you here? And Romeo, you emotional as fuck over that ICDC joke. If this is what set all this shit off, it's not that fucking deep. It was a fucking joke for God's sakes. Niggas joke on people in college selling drugs, riding BMA. It don't matter. Niggas crack jokes. Yeah. And like how you, when you have cracked jokes your damn self. How that was what pissed you off. And then here go Master P. Well, you, uh, they laughed at it being positive. Come on, my nigga. It was a joke. Y'all know that ICDC shit get laughed off the planet. You've been yeah. on social media. You've seen them jokes. This ain't when Master Ooh, P was on Solange me, album, nigga. It wasn't that deep. The other part is niggas crack jokes about community colleges all the time. Yeah. 
Is it right? No, but niggas, we the way we grew up, we, we the way we grew up, we joned on each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a product of community college. Do I think that the jokes can go a bit far sometimes? Absolutely. Do I think some of them are problematic? Absolutely. But at the same time, niggas don't joke and I can't help that. Not to be funny, niggas be having problematic thoughts, opinions, and jokes on college in general. This shit a waste of time. You a slave. You paid to get knowledge you could have got for free and all kind of shit. We was kings. Exactly. Like, come on. And the thing that really pissed me off was there is never an appropriate reason to bring up that girl's child father passing, especially as a, a gotcha. I gotcha, bitch. If, and this, I hope when Angela watched this, she, she wants to start using better discernment because you are fighting for a friendship where the friend in question is saying he could have taken advantage to you when your baby father died, but he didn't. And he wanted kudos for that. You Romeo and P y'all want motherfucking capes and, and everything else for being decent fucking human beings and not harming somebody further who had just been hurt. What Mm. the fuck is wrong with y'all? What kind Mm. of bitch ass nigga shit is that? That sounds like niggas on Twitter. That's some bitch made shit. Her baby yeah. father, the guy that she, oh, her old man got killed and I could have took advantage, but I didn't. Y'all don't get no hand claps for that. Yeah. You like, it's like, no she talking all this mess, she talking all this shit about me, but I could have been a fucked up nigga, but I didn't, so you need to shut up. Like, nigga, what? And the thing is, Angela haven't been talking mess. She's literally confused as to where shit w- went wrong, because as you can see, when they rolled the footage back, you went from, I'm so sorry for your loss, I'm here, I, we got you. I, you, if you need me, just say the word, I'm gonna be checking in on you, I got you, I promise, I swear to... Uh, I could have took advantage of her, but I didn't. I would be confused too. Yeah. I would be confused if you offered me support and friendship and snatched it back while I was still mourning because yeah. her son's father was just killed two years ago. Yeah. Like, it hasn't, matter of fact, we was oh, watching it when they, when he got killed. It was a part of one of the seasons. Yeah, I went back and watched those seasons. Like, Angela, annoying, don't get me wrong, but this goes beyond annoying. Like, Romeo, you being a bitch ass nigga. He's being abusive. Let's call it what it is. He's being mentally and emotionally abusive to that girl. And then running around telling people, I deal with her when I feel like it. I talk to her when I want to. We have a business And then then Master B talking about, oh, they got mad because he unfollowed them. They just follows. No, you know what the fuck your your son was doing passive aggressively. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, he co-signing this shit. Like, let's call a spade a fucking spade. People use unfollowing people on social media as a form of passive aggression sometimes. Yeah. Especially you mad at your, you, you break up with somebody, you mad at somebody, first thing you do, what you do? Unfollow them, block them. Then if y'all get back cool, refollow them. Like, come on, like, we know what this is. We know how social media works and y'all not finna play in our fucking face. That's one of the things I really have never been able to stand about Master P. Yes, he has found a lot of success, but this nigga act like he is always the smartest nigga in the room. And that's annoying to me because there's not a person on this earth right now who's living and breathing that can't learn something from somebody else. Agreed. 
So to sit up here and act like it was just an unfollow and all that kind of shit, no, that was passive aggression. That was Romeo letting them folks know he don't want to be friends with them no more, but he didn't have the balls to say it. You was finding time to send them all them stupid-ass Bible scriptures that you not living by. Mm. Mm. But you can tell them, hey, I don't like the energy. Y'all made some jokes about stuff I was involved with it with. And I feel like as friends, you don't you don't do that, especially where my money is involved. I'm cool on you. I ain't fucking with y'all no more. No, you went on Instagram and unfollowed them to send a message. And motherfuckers notice when you unfollow them. Yeah, niggas like, know when not, you're moving funny. Like, let's not play the game. We've been on social media long enough to know how that shit works. People use unfollowing and shit as a form of passive aggressiveness. We also notice that people pay attention to who follows and unfollows them. We know the game. Hell, TMZ and all these other little outlets, they will tell us when people have unfollowed each other. (laughs) Right. Even if we don't care, but they will tell us. So, like, for real, cut it the fuck out. And Like, Romeo, I don't know. Fuck your meeting, little-ass coward. And P, fuck you for not holding your son accountable for his behavior because Mm. this is not godly. This is not spiritual at all the way that you are behaving. And then you don't want to tell the producers what the real problem is and shit like that. Man, fuck you. Like I said, you told that girl you was there for her just to start dogging her. And then you mad at talking shit about JoJo, but JoJo did exactly what any brother's supposed to do. Like, if you have concerns about my sibling, yes, you could bring them to me. But the minute you get disrespectful, it's fuck you. You're damn right. You're damn right. It's fuck you. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. Listen, don't... JoJo might only weigh like 105, but let me tell you something. He but I that bet action. you Romeo and P ain't say shit to his face. They waited to say it behind his fucking back. You're goddamn right. Because, listen, I, 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 too, am JoJo. Listen, f- play with me if you want to. Listen, that go for anybody I love here. Friends, family, siblings, anybody, loved ones. Try it if you want. Exactly. <laughs> that, like, how you, you know what? Romeo boy, when people, when people ugly and stupid, I get it. Because God mm. made you ugly, so he probably made you stupid, too. Okay. Uh, they can go hand in hand. Like some like a lot of like at times God make people ugly but with common sense, great personalities and they smart. But a lot of times they make people ugly and he made people a lot of people ugly and stupid. Um you are too fine to be that stupid and be moving that ridiculously and acting that immaturely. You're too fine. And you don't deserve them kind of good looks with that kind of personality. Mm. You need to wake up tomorrow and look like Michael Blackson. You That's know what, what you All deserve. Right. You know what? Let's let's move on. That's enough. That's enough. It's what you deserve to wake up and look just like Whoopi Goldberg. All right. All right. That's <laughs> let somebody get a view of that. I'll, okay. You, okay, let's move on. I'm I'm sick of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Married to Medicine LA is Yes. Um, so I had the uh, Marriage Medicine. Listen, listen, we two weeks, two episodes behind. This ain't really going to be in no particular order. Um, but I had to Google some stuff because I was confused as to why I wasn't seeing some faces. So 
the cast for season two is Dr. Imani, mm. Shanique, Dr. Britton, Jasmine, mm-hmm. Dr. Kendra, and Leah. Um, Asha is not part of the main cast, although she might appear as a friend of the show. Jasmine has been promoted from friend of the show to part of the main cast. And Dr. Noel is not here as well, even though, she, again, she might appear as um, a friend of the show later on in the season. I don't remember. I don't really remember Asha and Dr. Noel, so I know I ain't missing shit. But uh, <laughs> I want <laughs> to get this out wrong. the way real quick. Ja- I don't really care for Jasmine, but I love the way she bossed up when they was making fun of her for just being a doctor's wife. She said, cool, I'll show you. She went and they, she went and got gorgeous property, started a concierge business that that shit is bomb. Let me tell you. I agree. Let me tell you. Yeah. That was one of our issues with Amani last season. Like you talking about this girl and trying to dog her that she's just a wife and yet you don't even know her now that she done bossed up. Now we're going to talk about her being a bozo later on, but the fact remains in mind is that that's one of our issues with you last season. That you yeah. were talking out the side of your neck and you didn't even know the lady. Yeah. Um, um Dr. Britton going outside. I'm so you know, you you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You know, and I'm you talking about, you know, the marital part. Yeah. You convinced your husband to move, even though last season we was like, girl, why the fuck you in LA and all your y'all shit is in Florida, but that's neither here nor there. You're the convention nigga to move to LA and it don't seem like it's all paradise like you thought it was going to be. He miserable. Your kids, they remain to be seen about how they feel about it. But you happy, but it seems like your family does not happy. So you're kind of going outside a little bit. You kind of, you, it's, give, you, it's, no, give, it's no, giving no, me a little Dr. Contessa. I'm, I'm not a, even going to lie. I'm going to give you some, some, I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Brim. I'm going to drag you real quick. You are 43 years old. And you have your children sleeping in your bed and your husband sleeping in a whole other room. Mm. You are 43 years old moving like that in a marriage when you were not moving like that before. Mm. The way that you and Dr. First of all, the way you and Matt, first of all, he fine. He's very handsome. You are itching to end up divorced. And you find it funny that there is no intimacy in your marriage and that your husband is sleeping in a separate bedroom for you. The fact that that is something you would laugh at or take any form of pride in, that is very sad. And I hate to say it, but when a lot of men stereotype successful women, um, though they didn't often pull those stereotypes out of their ass. They may be wrong for applying it to all successful women, but there's some truth into how sex, sex, very successful women behave in their marriages and relationships. And no, I'm not talking about being submissive because you know that's a ain't shit broke nigga favorite term. Y'all need yeah. to be, y'all hoes ain't submissive. No, I'm not even talking about submission. I'm talking about some find, having a work-life balance and within those two realms, having balance there. Yeah, healthy balance. A healthy balance. Your kids is too damn big to be sleeping in the bed with you. 
I know I, this seems like a huge problem for a lot of women, but y'all need to stop that shit. Yeah. Like, stop that. And, and, you know, and to be fair, maybe it's the case of your significant other not, you know, because I mean, again, th- these are men. Maybe your significant other is not communicating that in a healthy way, so I'm not even going to hold you on that. But at the same time, it goes both ways. Yeah. Like, there, there needs to be healthy dialogue and communication both ways. And I could tell, like, when they made that joke in their confessionals about, like, having sex as a married couple is more like maintenance. Like, I could tell, like, he was, you know, going along with the joke, but I could tell he was miserable on the inside. Yeah. And I didn't like to see it. Because I do like Dr. Britton, but, girl, I don't like to see this. Yeah, I, don't, I ain't like, I don't like that at all, this. friend. That shit... That shit, that shit hurt me because it hurt you so much that y'all was living separately just for y'all to get in the same house and y'all still are separate emotionally. Yes. Made me sad. Um, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of making me sad, so do Andy just tell the some of the Atlanta cats to go to L.A. to kick up shit? Yeah, okay, so the thing is, I... I so I knew Dr. Contessa and Dr. Britton was friends. Um, yeah, but we they finally established got that last a, season. We, yeah, but we got a glimpse into them, not just, they were more, way more than friends. They yeah. are like sisters. They have been friends since they were 17, both in college, both decided to join the, the Air Force together, decided to become doctors, albeit different forms of doctors. She is married. So Mac is Scott, one of Scott's best friends. So yeah. they, they connect run very very deep and so it made now, sense for Contessa to be there yeah so now but I so I understand Contessa coming out for her birthday but I also understand the other ladies getting acquainted with each other because while we may say damn this is a lot of black or biracial uh doctors but in essence these these women are still a very very concentrated group of the medical profession as being actual doctors and not and taking them away not nurses or anything but we know that nursing is a very um saturated profession with women and black women yeah um so it makes sense for them to start to bond like this um but I didn't understand why Quad was there because Quad was barely. We saw Quad more in these first two episodes than we did of her last season on uh, Married to Medicine Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't why understand she, why Quad was there. I didn't understand why Toya was there because, I mean. Last I checked, Toya wasn't on great that great of turns with Contessa. And they rolled that footage back. Or, or Heavenly. Yeah. And speaking of Heavenly, thank you for that segue, friend. Let me tell you something. I, I'm gonna let you drag, friend. I'm coming in with you. Okay, hold on. Let me let me throw you the alley real quick. Heavenly is a classic example of somebody that has not been beat the fuck up enough. Because, girl, first of all, hold on. First of all, let me say this: the new addition to the show, Dr. Kendra. I do like her so far. Uh, she's very pretty. Uh, has a very nice shape. First of all, her her husband. That money, mwah, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Both of them successful ass goddamn doctors breaking in that money. Have a beautiful, wonderful child. And for the most part, it seems like Kendra is not one of those like weird biracial people. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, not the people that be like, oh, I am biracial. You should love me because I'm biracial. She just be like, look, my mama, my mama is Asian, my dad is black, I'm a nigga. You know, I don't I don't not claim my nigga routes. I'm bi, it's fine, whatever. Like she seems cool. So I like her so far in that regard. But heavenly, who in the entire goddamn fuck do you think you are for not knowing this woman from a can of goddamn paint? And then assuming that her man's dick is little when you are the same motherfucker that was up here having a goddamn conniption when y'all was in Cabo and Damon was at a strip club and strippers were doing what the fuck strippers are supposed to do. I know you fucking lying, miss. I call him daddy because he got that nasty. Heavenly girl, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you like this? Well, I know why you like this, because you ain't been punched in the mouth. But let me tell you something, Dr. Frowns. You're going to keep fucking around with the wrong one, and they're going to put your big ass on your goddamn back, and not in a sexual way, and you're going to be up here looking like you got the eye ass face and sad. And I'm going to laugh, because it's what you deserve. Because, girl, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you this way? Why? Yeah, Go ahead, friend. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I I just got how to think about it. Go ahead, my bad. I uh, let's just get all the Doctor Heavenly's tacky bullshit out the way. Since might as here. well, might as well. We ain't even going in the order. Might as well. Go ahead. Um. First things first. Doctor Heavenly has gained a lot of weight, and that's probably your karma because you have spent the last two seasons previous the last two seasons I'm married to medicine Atlanta calling Toya all types of fat. Correct. And now look at you, you bigger than her, but she shaped better. And you is boxy than a motherfucker. Cause that maxi dress you had on, had you looking like a uh, SpongeBob square, butt. had you looking like a toy forest. Um, First things first, I'm so glad that Dr. Kendra is part of the cast because she has a very, very unique type of background. Yes. So she's black, got some Dominican there. Her husband is Chinese. They met at a Caribbean medical school or college or something like that. She just had a baby. She's brown skin. She's black and she's very unapologetic about it. She says one of her goals when becoming a doctor was to serve in communities with people that look like her. Um, and she's a bigger girl and she's very cute to me. And she had on a crop top and she was not self, uh, self conscious about it. The shit slipped my mind. I've been drinking. She was not self conscious about it. Friend. Um, and she looked good. And so for Dr. Heavenly's box Chevy built ass to come in here and say, oh, everybody in here, L.A. love crop tops, even if they shouldn't be wearing them. Project on yourself. Right. You the same motherfucker that been trying to wear heels for like the past three seasons. You up and here you wobbling. like a baby motherfucking giraffe. What kind okay, of nerd looking got? like goddamn Tammy on Basketball Wise. Heavenly, shut the fuck up. And another thing that pisses me up. off about Heavenly is that she always say, she always, quote unquote, say what's on her mind and just be playing. But when somebody about to beat her the fuck up, she's like, oh, girl, I don't do that. I don't do that. I was just playing. I didn't mean it that way. You knew what the fuck you was talking about. And when Kendra stood up and was about to beat your ass, you didn't want none of that smoke talking about I ain't finna deal with your big ass. Have you seen you, Heavenly? Have you looked in the mirror? Do you know what a mirror look like? 
Do you know what thing the life are giving you? Because I see you borrow one of Peppa's multi-purpose wigs from growing up hip-hop, bitch, on your motherfucking head looking stupid. Oh, they're looking like a goddamn ostrich. You got a whole lot of goddamn nerve and audacity, heaven. And I don't understand why. Because between the two of you, you and your husband, your husband look better. And he shut the fuck up more. And I don't regret anything I just said. So you take with that what the fuck you will. Mm. And then after making digs about this woman's body, when she says that her husband is Chinese, you basically say he has a small dick. And when she gets checks you for disrespecting in that manner, you call her a bitch and tell her you don't want her big ass to beat you up. Baby, you just want, you just a half, you just a eighth, you just a one one hundredth of a skittle away from being the exact same size as Dr. Kendra. Cause you chunky now, cause your back rows and your gut was showing when y'all first got to LA. I need you to, I need you to get off the motherfucking gas with that. Listen, Damon ain't here to gas you up and call you little buddy no more. And let me tell you something. For a bitch who just had a super meltdown last season because strippers was stripping in front of your husband in a strip club, in a Mexican strip club, you got the nerve to bring up another woman's dick? I mean, man's dick, whatever. It don't even matter. Yeah, we knew what you were saying. I'm so frustrated because how dare you? Not only that, what makes you, you feel comfortable enough to say some shit like that to the next woman? Not only that, also and too as well as that, you were the same motherfucker that was about to like turn tables and throw all this shit over when you when people even alluded to Damon maybe or maybe not cheating on you. And that was with people that you knew. And this woman that you don't know from a can of paint, you felt so comfortable to Talk about her man, her her husband's private parts. When you the same motherfucker, heavenly, you the same motherfucker that go exactly by the Bible talking about honor thou spouse and all that type of shit. So is it Uchiwala or one might yes or no, bitch? Because I'm confused. But again, you just say all that kind of shit because ain't nobody beat you the fuck up like you need to. I bet but you, you gonna keep gonna fucking like, with the wrong I one. Bet you, I bet you ain't gonna like this episode when you hear it, bitch. All right, because we know we, you, wrong. you still follow us and be liking our shit, girl. We ain't forgot. <laughs> I ain't going to make this no headliner clip. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dragons. But here we um, go, fuck you. Yeah. The next thing that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way um, was quiet trying to play peacekeeper when she was so pissed that people was trying to make her and Mariah make up. Mm, that if pe- some people just don't see it for each other, and that's just what it is. And and I can agree with what Doctor Imani said. I don't have to like everybody whose presence I'm in. I can yeah. still be cordial and not be disrespectful and make them feel like I want to punch them in the face every time I see them. Her and Jasmine just don't vibe, and that's fine. Leave it alone. Yeah. Also, but Claude, Imani, like- you got a lot of nerve walking in somebody else shit, not speaking to him though. Yeah. Yeah. That was like court was annoying, but also Imani, like that's why, like again, just like we said last season, like you, Doctor Imani has some things going for her, but like you want to like her, but then she just go like full bozo on you, like bitch, fuck you. But Claude, I will say you trying to make 
Jasmine's night about you trying to give that long-winded ass speech, that is typical quad. And that's something that the Atlanta girls have been trying to itch in your hard-headed ass mind that everything ain't about you, quad. Exactly. Because ain't nobody business. asked you for no goddamn Oscars ass speech because it wasn't your did damn not, event to Did nobody with. ask you to get all serious? I'm paying attention. All these side conversations. Bitch, you ain't Sally Jesse Raphael. Sit your stupid ass down. Especially when we got bean footage of you not giving a fuck about whatever the fuck the Atlanta girls talking about, Quad. Because remember when they was in, I forget where they was, but um, I think it might have been Costa Rica somewhere. Like, um, in, um, what's the bitch name? Um, fuck. What's Cecil's um, wife's name? Oh, Simone. Simone, yes. When Simone was on, when they was talking, Carl, we got bean footage of you talking to, like, whoever was the waiter was, and you just, you know, off in space and drifting and shit, not giving a fuck about what they're talking about. So for you to be so mad that Britain and whoever was having side conversations, Carl, that, again, that's that selfishness and that self-centeredness that the girls mm-hmm. have been saying that you got, that you don't want to hear. But when you look at the material, Carl, I'm just saying. Humble thy wig, Quad. Humble thy wig. Um. So since we own Imani and Jasmine, I, mm. Jasmine, let it go, bitch. She said sorry last season. Why is you still bringing it up? I can't stand a mother. Don't accept no apology from me if you don't mean it for real. Just say yeah. no, bitch. I don't accept your apology yeah. because there is absolutely it- no reason to keep rehashing this. And here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm not even saying you wrong for saying that Imani's apology was half-assed, because it was. But accept that and move on and just let it be known that you're not going to fuck with her because she's a two-timer, face-ass bitch, and let it go. You keep bringing this shit up, it's just annoying. Because everybody know Dr. Imani fake. Hell, Britain know Dr. Imani fake, because she be shading the fuck out of her, and that's her girl. But you keep bringing it up. And trying to be like, trying to be on some Ashley shit from Potomac, like the hypocrisy. Girl, don't nobody care about that shit. Because we all see what the fuck Dr. Imani is. Hell, we know, you know, Andy know, everybody know. You ain't got to keep bringing the shit up. Mm-mm. At all. Because you're going to wear out your welcome. Because you're going to get people to the point where, okay, girl, goddamn. Like, do, do you have nothing else going on for you? And Jasmine, you do. You got because yeah. first of all, that was a beautiful villa. That was a beautiful villa. It was a beautiful brunch. My fat ass was eyeing them grits. And hold on, real quick. Quad <laughs> Quad. Beloved. <laughs> Quad. <laughs> you got the <laughs> fucking nerve. You got the audacity to be in somebody's villa, not paying for a goddamn thing, and had the nerve to be like. I mean, this is cute, but I feel like you could touch up a bit. Girl, what? <laughs> oh. Especially especially when that villa was cold in the motherfucker now. Come on. Okay. Quad, what have you pro- that. Quad, what have you provided for the girls that have been that goddamn good? I would like to know. Because <laughs> the only thing you've been providing was blog fodder because your nigga that um, was driving a Mini Cooper cheated on you. I ain't saying qual, but I'm just saying you need to shut the fuck up. Cause listen, friend, that shit had me howling. I was like, I know this girl ain't critiquing somebody who she ain't paying a goddamn thing for with this beautiful ass brunch. Qual, do you know I would kill for a brunch like that? I mean, I'm in a we in a pandemic, so I wouldn't fly out there. But the point being, 
That shit was looking beautiful. My fat ass was salivating. And here your ass talking about, well, I mean, it's cute, but, you know, I have some things on my mind that I feel like you should do better. Quad, Sister Circle ain't doing that goddamn good. <laughs> For you to up here be talking out your weird. Please shut up. Please. 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 And then talking the fact about that... curling he- ours and, and ca- trash cans. Sit your funky ass down. <laughs> Sit down. Shut up, Quad. Like, Quad, I like you in doses, but overall, you are annoying as shit. <laughs> like, God damn. Shut up. Then, here go damn heavenly having sense being like, Quad, you ain't paying for nothing. Shut up. Just enjoy it. But then, right in the same damn breath, <laughs> heavenly gonna, gonna pretty much basically call Jasmine stupid. Heavenly, what? Are you delayed, Heavenly? Like, I want, like, talk to us, sis. Talk to us, niece. Are you delayed? Like, is there something going on where you dropped on your head as a child? Because you cannot be this damn stupid. And I feel like Heavenly be saying whatever the fuck she want to because she know it ain't no woman around that'll beat her ass. But you're going to keep fucking around. And it's going to be one woman that has had enough of your shit to where they're going to punch you in the damn mouth. And I'm waiting, Heavenly, because what? What, like, even if you think Jasmine is a dumb blonde, girl, you in her space, rent-free, and eating her damn food, her catered-ass food. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. What's wrong with you, bitch? <laughs> Why are y'all like this? I just want to know. Why are you like this? Um. Speaking of being like this, I think it's very corny that Jasmine and Shanique have kind of formed like the Power Rangers we gonna get them ass bitches like Fusion High against Imani. Like we gonna get them, Jay. Like I feel like that's corny. Yeah, so at first I was like the the rest of the girls like is her and Phil going through some shit? Is they getting divorced or something? He just randomly gone and you calling it a business venture but won't say what it is. But baby, what it do, baby? I'm like <laughs> Kawhi. When when Jasmine and Shanique messy asses find out that they not divorced, but he in Oklahoma opening up a dispensary which has the ability to have a return, a full return on profit, and some in the first year being opening, which means if it spent if it costs him two hundred and fifty thousand to open it, he stands to probably gross a million. Within the first year of being open, whoo! Yeah, uh, here's the thing with that: you like, hoes gonna be jealous. Well, I agree, especially in Shanique's case, because like you did all that shit with your nigga last season, only end up in the same spot. So I'm confusing. Like you got enough, you got enough going on to where you don't need to worry about Imani business. And here's the thing: Imani and her nigga could be going through it. I don't think they are, but they could be. Either way, that's none of y'all damn business. And if she feels open enough to talk to y'all about it on her terms, then she will. But until then, y'all trying to like form this alliance and like do some like splinter cell shit is just corny. Like y'all too old for this shit. And most importantly, we don't care. That part. Um, I um doubling back just a bit. I think it was beautiful that um 
But didn't you say um his name is Mike? Mac? Mac. Mac. Yes. Mac's party that he threw for Britain, that was gorgeous. I love that. He did that. Yeah, um, it was. I thought it was very gorgeous. Um, I thought it was. Uh, f- but with that, though, Contessa, girl, how the fuck you lost and make your own best friend late to her own goddamn birthday party? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why you and Scott going through it because you ain't got no goddamn sense of time, Contessa. <laughs> fuck, girl, how you lost? How the fuck you not? How the fuck you lost? And this is a show that got production with it, Contessa. What the fuck? But uh, I think that covers everything that happened in the first two episodes of Marital Medicine LA. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think it's going to be great. Um. I don't, because last season, it was the pilot season. I think it was like, what, maybe five, six episodes? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking they probably would double that, but I don't think this, I don't think with um, this, they're going to stretch it out like how they do on Real Housewives, because even like the, the parent show, like Marriage to Medicine Atlanta, they don't usually run that damn long. Like they do what, maybe like 16 episodes usually, if that. Like they don't stretch it out like um nah, real housewives. So I think we'll get um good compact mess that will be um in abundance and fruitful, but not stretched out to where we like, okay, when did this shit gonna end? Like I see them doing maybe like 14 episodes, which I think is a good number. Um, especially with everything going on in this uh pandemic and stuff like that. So good on Marital Medicine LA. I did enjoy it. Uh, speaking of enjoyment, the last thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> Part one of this Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> So let me let me say this real quick. I thought this shit was going to be some mid. Not even going to lie to you because I thought the... Because um, honestly, the reunions have kind of matched the Real Housewives seasons as of late being some mid. And especially them this being like a virtual one. I thought it was going to be trash. It was not trash. <laughs> it was not trash. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Um, let's start here. Uh, first of all, I thought Marlo praying before the reunion was funny as fuck because we all remember that the devil once was an angel. So I thought that was fitting. Uh, I feel like, uh, I hate to say it, but I think Kenya looked the best. Um, I don't know what the fuck was going on with Candy. Get the hell luck, everybody. Um, I, maybe Ace did Candy's makeup. I don't. I. I just. This was not the Candy I was used to. Um, but um, I think Kenya did look the best. You know, sometimes evil triumphs. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> okay, where do you want to start? Because <laughs> this is a reunion. We ain't really got to start in no order. Where do you want to start? It don't matter. It was jokes everywhere. Let's start with this. <clears throat> Portia, sweetie. The bell at a motherfucking ball. Bravo. Bravo. Let me tell you something. I have it has been a while since I've seen Portia carry on the way that she did on this re- on part one of this reunion. But I got my entire life. I was laughing because because <laughs> the say was me and Candace were texting earlier, and I was she was like, I didn't watch the reunion. And I was like, friend, you kind of don't need to because it's not really good right now. Then, like, what, five minutes later, Candace, I tell she was like, oh, no, nah, you need to watch this shit because <laughs> yep. they turned it off. 
And the turn up, let me tell you something. Portia was not here for none of Kenya shit and none of Eva shit, which we gonna get to Eva. We'll get to her in just a second. But Portia was not finna let Kenya more play in her goddamn face. Uh, honestly, she wasn't finna let Candy play in her face, which again, we'll get to in a minute. Uh, Cause Candy, the, mm. um, I think the highlight of the episode for me was was Portia saying that Eva's titties was social distancing. <laughs> That was it. That was the one. That was it. Listen, Portia called her raggedy. She said these bottom ass bitches, <laughs> these skank ass hoes. Cause Eva, let Eva. Let's Eva, listen. You really have let's no talk purpose about on this show. You really don't. Not and not not just that. It's not that your storyline is dry. It's that when you do finally jump into some shit, you don't stand in it. Nope. And let me be honest with you. It's it's typically not a slap in the face to say somebody's daughter looks like they dad. Um, especially when it's a cute kid. Yeah. It happens all the time. However, when you said it, you said it while you were reading and shading Portia down. And that's what Thus, you said it to be shady and derogatory. Yeah. And you, you are refusing to stand in your shit. Right. And you can't take when Portia caught that and received it and got smoke for you. Because let me, because first of all, Ava, you're not finna play on our face because hell, we have made that joke on this damn show about you PJ. Finna, you're not finna play in our face because we see what your kids look like. That, well, that also too and as well. And we also know Mike what definitely looks look like, like a Keebler elf. No, he looks like just a piece of light skin. Like just a, a piece of light skin. Yeah. He's not discernibly handsome. He kind of ugly, kind of pale, kind of goofy. And your kids, minus the one with uh, Kevin McCall, they look like him. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a compliment. Yeah, they look like Zelda. <laughs> Link! But anyway... <laughs> Oh. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you could oh. but even you could not take. You tried to be shady. You played pussy. You got fucked. And and Portia was ready for your ass. She said, I will never forgive you. Bitch, fuck you. I will beat your ass through this virtual reality. I was like, Portia, my God. God damn. But I get it. I absolutely get it. Because listen, we can say a lot about Portia and how trash she has been in the past. And we have dragged her for that. However, one thing we can say about Portia, and, you know, if there's evidence to the contrary, you know, because Candace, you know, your memory long as, as a goddamn elephant, we haven't seen Portia go at nobody's kids that I know of. No, never. Never. Yeah. We've never, never seen her go at nobody's kids. We haven't seen it because Portia has always been sensitive regarding kids because, as she explained, she had a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. And she may have had more than one. And I know that like she and Cordell were having fertility issues. I've never heard anybody. I've never heard Portia go at anybody's kids. If you have receipts to show us otherwise, just tag us. You know, we respond to our mentions and shit. So if you, if you see it and you got a receipt, pull it for us, please. Because if we wrong, we can say we wrong. And it's fuck Portia too. Kids is fair game. Right. But this is why I feel no sympathy for Kenya. We've talked about it before. I don't I don't like Kim Zosiak. 
at all. But I don't think her kids should be on the tip of people's tongues because Lord knows if we brought up what people kids did on the show, Nene would be gagging because both her kids stay in and out of fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. Her son was stealing razors from Walmart for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. Would you have to be a goddamn deviant to steal razors from Walmart? Um, I've all the shit you could steal from Walmart hygiene razors. Products. So like, nigga, when, what? when she was calling uh, Brielle all type of whores and shit like that, um, like it's fuck Kim's Oziac, but it's fair game. It's yeah, because it's, it's what like, you fucking deserve, can you? And we said that at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like we don't like Kim, but if she chose to beat your ass, I can't fault her because yep, you cause started we're, that. Yeah, yeah. And she, Portia, finished it today because she and Portia brought it up when Kenya tried to jump in it. Like the thing I hate about Kenya is that Kenya has all this revisionist history of her talking about. I only respond when people talk about me. No, you talk about people and then you can't take when they respond to you. That's your goddamn problem, Kenya. Which is why it's hilarious that you and Nene fell out because y'all two sides of the same goddamn weird. Because both of y'all had that problem. The only thing is Nene kind of, again, kind of, can own when she wrong. You can't, Kenya. Because when Portia brought that smoke to your door and brought the receipts, which you could not do, you didn't have shit to say. You tried to overtalk her. You wouldn't let her get a word in edge right because you knew you was fucking wrong, but you was trying to save face. Same with you, Eva, and the fact that Eva, you don't even like goddamn Kenya, but you jumped in to defend her and got dragged by both Portia and Nene. What is your purpose on this fucking show, Eva? What is it? Because when Nene drags you saying that you trying to save a plum and turn it to a peach, I slid off my fucking couch. Because I'll be damned <laughs> if that's not goddamn true. Evil, you have tried to be the mean girl. You have tried to be the bone collector. You have tried to be the sensitive friend. You have tried every angle on this damn show to keep yourself interesting and nobody fucking cares. Not a goddamn soul With, cares. Uh, wasn't it Portia who was like, big deal, she bought a house. All the girls yes, on the it was show Portia. got houses. Yes. Yes. She was like, all the girls on that show got houses. <laughs> Listen. Some multiple. Listen, Portia was like, okay, big whoop, girl, you got a furnace. Okay, and. <laughs> and you yeah, couldn't you got... get that house without Mike, bitch. Because you was living pillar to post before you got married. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, let's bitch, talk about it. All that talking. And you just all that it. talking and you don't stand up in your shit. Like you can't be the bully and be the victim. We already have two bitches that play that role on this show, and that's Nene and uh Kenya. And they've been on this show way longer than you have, Eva. We don't need a third. Why you think Marlo is regated to Marlo is regated to a friend of the damn show? Because it's only room for two motherfuckers that's bullies and victims. And we don't need a third. And we goddamn sure don't need you either. You have been holding on to that read that you gave Marlo that you that girl and you not. You not. Like, you don't get points for reading Marlo. Hell, it's Marlo. Marlo, wake up as a self-drag. You got your one little shot with that. And you you have been feeling like you that girl ever since. And I'm here to tell you, beloved, you not. As Nene said, we don't give a fuck that you was on the runway 17 goddamn years ago. Nobody cares. 
We already got a girl. When Eva gonna say Nene, she met Nene on a red carpet Nene was trying to get onto. And now look, y'all on the same level and Nene is making more money than you per episode on this show. So when mm. you thought you was dragging, bitch, you was self-dragging. Because if you was famous years ago and she was trying to get on red carpets, now you've been added to her show where she is making the most money out of it. You didn't drag her. You dragged yourself. You couldn't maintain your fame, bitch. Mm. Now you just on a reality TV show with a woman who is famous for nothing more than just being on a reality TV show and being nah. herself. Nah, how how does that man. make you feel? Yeah, it should make you look like a fool. It should make you feel as distant as your goddamn titties were. <laughs> Baby, them titties were social distancing. Thank you, Portia, for that gym. <laughs> Listen, Portia half red in her eyes, and I don't blame her because listen, you get tired of people trying you. And Eva tried her. Not only did she try her, she tried to walk it back like she didn't try her. And that's what you really hate with somebody playing your damn face. Yeah. And I don't blame Portia. So baby Portia, bravo. Bravo. Absolutely bravo. You wanted all the smoke. You was here you for it. the smoke. And you actually brought a receipt. Speaking of. The fact that when they got to the topic of Kenya's uh, friendships and <laughs> Portia said, Portia said you, you have a piss poor friendship with Cynthia. <laughs> I was like, Portia, God damn. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but God damn. The fact that Cynthia <clears throat> sat up on this damn call and said that, so Portia, you mean to tell me that Kenya was texting you saying that I'm going to get this bitch. I can't stand her. I don't like her. I'm going to get off this show this season. That's what Portia told you that Kenya said. And you, Cynthia, sat up on this damn call and said, Kenya, my friend of all these years, would do something like that? I don't believe her. You was the same person, Cynthia. The same person that when y'all was in Greece, Kenya was dragging and shading you to your damn face. And it took Portia and Tanya to tell you, girl, that was very mean. And you talking about, I guess y'all right. And but you the same person that not believing that Kenya would be trash to you to somebody else. Cynthia, I mm. suck my asshole, girl. Fuck you. You are very dumb. You are very, very stupid. <laughs> you are a dummy. I'm I, I I'm not even sorry. I mean this from the bottom of my nigger ass heart. You are dumb. You are very dumb. And you act like P what pisses me off about senior the senior <laughs> Cynthia is that <laughs> is that she dumb, but she act like we dumb for knowing that she dumb. That's the shit I don't like. Like, if you're going to be an idiot, just be an idiot, because everybody ain't blessed with a cerebral lobe. I get it. It's fine. But at least acknowledge and stand up in the fact that you're dumb. Don't be dumb and then try to play us that we dumb for calling you dumb. That's the shit I don't like about Cynthia. If you're going to be a village idiot, be a village idiot, but don't bring the whole goddamn time. <laughs> Let me write this one down. We call it village idiot. I think that should be the show title. <laughs> I likes that. Liked it. That's Don't the show title. Love me through a friend. I do. I absolutely <laughs> do. Um, I, mean, I did lie. I did lie though. Also, Tanya. 
Tanya, 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 Tanya. What do you have for Tanya? Because I didn't really write none down for her. Remember leading up to all of this, she tried to say she wasn't, oh no, not Tanya. The girl um, who recorded the shit for Snakegate. What was her name? The, uh, the cookie lady? No, uh, she recorded the conversation with Cynthia talking shit about Nene, and she got kicked off during the Toronto trip. Oh, shit. I, I don't forgot her damn name, shit. I didn't even know they gave her a name, shit. Yeah. Uh, um, no, nah, it wasn't it went Tanya, though. No, it wasn't Tanya. It was this lady. But leading up to this, you know, her and Nene had gotten into it on social media because she lied and said she wasn't the one that recorded. And Nene was posting those text messages where she was saying, my husband doesn't want me um, to reveal that I recorded this. It could ruin our reputation in Atlanta. Um, girl, you did that shit and got booted off the show. I've been meaning to say that, but since we're talking about the reunion, um, I, my, oh, Tanya, why you can't dress, baby? What, baby? My love, you looked a hot fucking mess on this reunion. How you look a hot fucking mess virtually? Oh my god. But I'm pissed that Tanya didn't have the backbone to really dig in Kenya shit like I would have wanted. I agree. Um, this I feel girl like she spent, let off way too easy. I, I, ooh, this woman spent almost half the season trying to ruin your relationship because hers was going up in smoke and flames and you forgave her it did not drag her. You should have had the energy that Portia had. Yeah. Like that's the, th- and, but I mean, we said that like, it's good that Tanya is just a friend of the show, but even with that, like she is too nice for this damn show. Yeah. Cause ain't no way in hell that with all that Kenya got going on. And also I love, I love air quotes, how Kenya was dodging all them damn questions from Andy and the rest of the girls about karma. Because, baby, that is definitely karma. Like, you talk so much shit. And again, bravo to Portia for bringing up receipts. You talk so much shit about other people's marriages, their relationships, yeah, they, even their kids and all the types of going on. But when somebody brings that smoke to your front door, you act like Mother Teresa and shit. Kenya, girl, fuck you. You was tap dancing and dodging those goddamn questions like you was motherfucking Floyd Mayweather in the ring. Yeah, I give I give you that bitch. You can be. I only do something when so and so does something. No, bitch, you are the facilitator of a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the you are a villain. Stand up in that shit. Own it. Receive it. Know it. Cause your damn show let let it be known to the rest of the girls terrorizing their asses. But I definitely agree with you. I I wanted Tanya to dig in her ass more, but she didn't. Um, and I was sad about that because Kenya deserves because girl fuck Kenya. Ooh, shit coming in hot. Nene just posted on Instagram 39 minutes ago. Candy, I will not let the fake beef you made up 
to stop me from wishing you a happy birthday and posting my favorite pic of us. Everybody go wish Candy a happy birthday. Then tune into the Real Housewives of Atlanta to watch Candy have the fakest want some smoke beef with Nene segment at 8 p.m. tonight on Bravo TV. Happy you know birthday, number two, forgettable Candyman, fun shader, right? Put them down hashtags. Mrs. I'm, Atlanta. I'm glad you brought that up because I just happened to go on Twitter. Um, because uh, my internet was fucking up and it had me dropping for a minute. But I just happened to go on Twitter and I saw that Candy is having a, a mask on birthday party. Baby, do you know that we're in a pandemic? <sighs> and also, I agree with Nene because I saw the previews and I saw towards the end of the episode, Candy, you, how you got beef with Nene and you been the goddamn new Sheree, and I love that Andy acknowledged that, you been the new Sheree of the whole damn season. If anybody, everybody else should have smoke with you for playing two sides of the same car with every goddamn beef that's been on this season. Yeah. Are you being real two-faced, Candy? Especially for somebody that had all the shit to say about Portia, like what two, three seasons ago, and y'all just got to a good place. Like, Candy, I need you to relax and pump the brakes. Like you dip. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and my co-host probably gonna drag me, and y'all gonna drag me if I say it. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Candy, you turn it into a mini Mama Joyce. Yeah. Like you really are like the messiness, the chattiness, the one-sided beefs, the the um just the 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 the, the stank that you are exuding candy, you definitely turn it into your mama, and I do not like it. And you need to relax. Cause we not finna sit here and act like you wasn't like three seasons removed from being like the lies, the lies. I can't take this shit no more. We not finna act like you not that same candy, baby. At all. Because as much as it's fuck Phaedra to the day I die, and honestly fuck Portia, which I don't, I don't know how you forgave Portia, but that's not my business. As much as it is that was fucked up and trash, and you did not deserve that. Ain't no way in hell I would not have beat Phaedra's ass by now. <laughs> I'm sorry. There ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell I would not have sent somebody to beat Phaedra's ass at this point. So you're really not that big and bold of that girl like you think you are, Can I need you to relax. I need you to tone it down a whole bunch of knots. And also, you being irresponsible as fuck. Girl, a mascot. What? You got children. <laughs> Read the room. Read the room. Can I? <laughs> I need to get. I need to get this off my chest. Um, Go ahead. Riley looks like Dominique Witten, and I'm gonna Google this picture. And if you watch the Chappelle show, remember the black lady from Pop Copy? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Candace, no. <laughs> Why? Hold on. <laughs> 
I don't even need to Google it because I remember that as soon as you said the skit. Oh my, oh Candace. I, you know what? That, you know, let, let, you know what? Let's end the show. I, let's just end the show. I ain't got nothing else. Hold on, let me go to no, my notes real on. quick. I ain't got nothing else. You know, I, why you do riding like that? She don't deserve like if she had gastric bypass. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. I, you know what? I'm not. I'm not dealing with you. I'm not fooling with you. Check your text messages. You, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Check them. Check them. Come on, man. Uh, nope. I, I, you get all about Riley out here looking like Angela Davis. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That's the end of the damn show. Thank you for listening to the Crowd of Collar Park. <laughs> Please rate us, review us, share us with your friends, share us with your coworkers. That's cool. Share, share us with people that are being responsible and social distancing, unlike Candace's ass. We out. Bye. I am sick of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my damn. <laughs>